welcome to the Rising Feminine Collective podcast. I'm your host, Nina Petruzzo, and I'm so honored that you're here. This is a sacred space to inspire, elevate, and amplify your life, your business, your relationships, and your gifts. everyone. Welcome back to the Rising Feminine Collective podcast. I'm your host, Nina, and I'm excited because today I'm just going to dive into a really intuitive and organic episode. I'm just going to share a few updates, what's been on my heart, and also some insights um, from my social media cleanse that I've been on because it has been exactly two weeks and it's been amazing in so many ways. So many of you, as I was announcing that I was going to be taking this time away from social media and doing this cleanse more so for my energy and to really ground deeper presence and intention into the rebirth of this brand. So many of you had reached out to me and and asked me about it, you know, and asked me how I was able to do this, how I've been able to step away, what called me to do it. Um, So I just wanted to share some of that with you because I feel many of you are desiring a pause. I feel many of you are in this divine portal of death and rebirth right now and kind of like in the cocoon about to bust out and burst through, but not fully crystallized yet, you know, not fully ready to expand your wings. And I think that we are really feeling this in the collective energy. So I'm happy to share more about that in my own journey um, to support you in any way that I can. So the first thing that's really been on my heart and what I've been thinking a lot about are my values. And values are something that I do very deep work around with my one-on-one clients, because to me, your values are the foundation and the soil that everything else in your life, in your leadership, in your business really rises from. And I feel your values really provide you this beautiful compass for alignment. They are, you know, your beliefs, what is most important to you. And I like to split up the way that I do values. I really like to delegate personal values and professional values so that I have clarity in both of those realms of my life. And when I do this work with other women, we go through an entire exercise on this to create the clarity on, you know, their values and and I really recommend to them to check in with their values, you know, every quarter, every season, perhaps even every month to really make sure, you know, am I living in alignment to these things or does something desire to shift and to change or evolve? Um, because to me, they really are an anchor and in different seasons and chapters, chapters of our life, some of those values may evolve. They may shift. They may change a little bit depending on where you're currently at. And especially as you're going through potentially, you know, a rebrand and a rebirth um, of your leadership and of your business, this is a critical time to really reflect upon your values again, both personally and professionally. Um, I definitely realized, and I've shared this before, but 
in the past couple of years of being an entrepreneur, you know, when I initially started, I had no examples. I didn't know of, you know, anyone else really who was coaching or, you know, creating a business. I was just so led by faith and God and just this desire to serve and support others. And I truly was not looking around and that really just fueled me with so much passion and excitement and really kept me anchored in some of my deep core values. Many of those values very much remain as values in my life today. But then we know, you know, when you get into leadership or get into your business or just live your life, you know, you're inundated with other people's thoughts, other people's beliefs, other people's ideas. And it can be really easy to lose our own sense of self, right? And it can be really easy to look outside of ourselves and think, oh, well, maybe that should be important to me because I see all of these other people placing importance on, you know, this aspect of life or business or whatever it is. So even in the second year of business, you know, as I was working with more and more women and I was exposed to more and more women who were growing and building businesses in a really expansive way, I definitely caught myself, you know, chasing that next shiny thing and really kind of being consumed by what other people's values were and not always rooting fully into my own. So especially as I've been in this process of rebranding, redefining, rebirthing this community and space, I've been sitting in a lot of reflection on, you know, what are my values and really asking God to co-create that clarity with me, really bringing me back to his heart and my own heart so that I could fully resurrect what is most important and what is most important to me going forward. Because again, I want to remind you that you know, your, your destiny is in a lane all of its own. And you are not meant to be looking around or comparing yourself to what anyone else is doing. And your values might be radically different than someone else. And and that's okay. You really get to honor what is most important to me. What do I desire my life to look like? What do I feel I'm here to co-create? What do I desire my business to look like, right? What's important to me within that realm, right? You might not be someone who cares to chase, you know, the million dollar year or the six figure months and, and all of the things that seem really flashy and really kind of part of like the, the cool club, you know, quote unquote, and not to say any of that is bad, but you really get to define for you what, what actually is important to me. And given the life that I desire to co-create with God, you know, what does that get to look like and how does that get to be shaped by my own personal values? You know, I definitely realized for me personally, cause I'd worked with a lot of high level mentors and the conversation around money is, is a big one, especially in the coaching industry, but, you know, in the world in general, you know, money is a very charged topic and I'll go into a whole conversation on this in the future, you know, 
around money and God and the masculine and, and how I look at money from this really different lens, especially in the last couple of years, but money is actually, you know, a neutral energy. We are the ones that, that give it a charge. And it actually is really divine provision from God for us to fulfill our destiny and to serve and support others and to hopefully, you know, circulate that abundance to the world so that we, you know, aren't just using it for purposes of self-sourcing, but we're really utilizing it for the purpose of co-creation. And that's where, you know, even if that's kind of a component that you feel is kind of tripping you up in your life or your business, you get to really reflect upon, you know, why, why do I even desire, you know, to create money or to receive money and, and what, what I get to do with that? And what is the relationship that I want to create here? Because, money is actually a high mature masculine principle, which requires the maturity and, you know, embodiment of that more exalted feminine energy in beingness within you. And you really get to recognize and witness, you know, how do you step forward as, as the queen, perhaps in the realm of that aspect, you know, of your life, business leadership, and what are your values behind it? Right. Because it doesn't have to look like anyone else, but also to release any judgment you too might be holding, um, around anyone else's version of success or their values. You know, I, I definitely had to check myself a lot and going off of social media has been really, really helpful for me because I was really witnessing, you know, where I had been consciously or subconsciously really, really judging others. And when we're in a place of judgment, we are further away from love. So I'm always like tuning in and checking in, you know, where am I holding judgment on other people's, you know, values, expressions, you know, relationships with different things in their life and really recognizing again, that it's, it's not my place, right. To judge, right. That's a conversation between them and God. And I get to focus on what's important to me and me and me and God together. And how can I dig my feet into that soil and nurture it and nourish it and cultivate it so that the seeds that God wants to plant through me can really rise and grow and flourish. Right. And that's not going to happen as easily when we're like policing and patrolling and judging or even condemning other people. Right. So, so going offline has really helped to anchor me in my own present space. That's been a word that's come up a lot, kind of like right after values has been this word presence. I've really witnessed how much more present I am with my own life. And even before I went off of social media. I had set really strong boundaries with it. You know, I always say I have to create before I consume and, um, not that I'm perfect at this, but I really try to set aside specific times in which I'm engaging and connecting and kind of co-creating and collaborating with others through social media. But again, I'm human and it's an addictive tool. It's literally been proven to be addictive. We of course can all loop and spiral, um, in our energetic use of social media. And it really does take us away from the full presence of life, right? When we're looking down, we're not really looking straight 
straight ahead or we're not looking up and we're not looking around to observe and be present with the beauty around us. So that presence piece has been really, really beautiful and has really created an anchor again back to myself and really allowing me to almost like look at the world with, you know, new and fresh eyes. Um, it's made my interactions in my day to day a lot more present and beautiful. It's helped me to slow down. Um, it's given me even more space to do so many things that I enjoy and love. And also it's given me space to just like co-create with God for solely me and him, not for anybody else. I think to, you know, especially if you own a business and you are a, you know, creator and you share in that way through the social media space, I had witnessed in myself, there is this like little bit of pressure and urgency to be creating, you know, kind of constantly and, I'm a manifester. My channel is not always <laughs> fully lit. I actually really have learned that I need a lot of rest and a lot of space. And that's why I do sometimes take these significant pauses because when I'm just in that constant state of like trying to create, I actually really limit my resources and I actually really kind of zoom in my perspective. And I know that right now in this season of my life, God is asking me to really zoom out and take a bird's eye view and really look at the world from a different vantage point to really focus on the unseen instead of the scene. And so much of what's on social media is, is the scene. And we can get lost in a lot of the chaos and the charge that's happening in um, humanity if we're not being really boundaried with our consumption, right, of what we're taking in through that realm, which then can, of course, be so unnerving to the nervous system, right? And can bring us into this heightened state of fight, flight, freeze, fawn, whatever it is, you know, all these different patterns that live within our nervous system, um, channel and body. And, you know, when we're constantly always like on, on the screen in that consumer mode, we are often just kind of like hyper, arousing these different states. So being off has, has anchored me back to presence, has had me come back to the joy of, of creation just for the fun of creating. Um, I'm actually working on quite a bit behind the scenes, which is so exciting. You know, some of those projects are related to my business, like my website redesign and, um, logo images and, um, writing and just different things that I'm in the process of creating for YouTube and this podcast and other platforms. Um, but also, you know, things that I just am creating to create, like, like singing more, reading more, um, drawing, journaling, just doing these things for the love of it without having it need to be for, for anybody else. Cause really it's for, it's for you and God first. It's not meant to be, um, done with force or pressure or control, right? That's that more kind of lower masculine energy. When we're in that space, the feminine is truly 
embodied in just like the flow of creation because creation flows through her, right? And she trusts those seeds that are planted and and she really does it for beauty. She does it for love ultimately. So so coming off of social media has really enabled me to connect back to that and also that piece about the nervous system that I just mentioned is so, so prevalent. And, you know, just believe today more than ever, we really need to learn how to create, you know, even more flexibility and resiliency within our nervous systems. We really need to understand how to, you know, turn off the noise and and unplug so that we can ground and anchor back into our own bodies and find that ultimate anchor with God. And that can be hard to do right. When we're always, um, always interacting with the world around us, especially through the realm of social media. So, you know, whether you allow yourself to, you know, unplug on the weekends or one day a week, you know, that's amazing. And that will definitely help you reset, um, your nervous system. And, you know, on those days and on, you know, every day of your life, I hope that you're all prioritizing this, but, you know, prioritizing your breath, prioritizing spaciousness, prioritizing a walk in nature, you know, a conversation with a friend, um, hopefully, you know, face-to-face and and in person so you can really physically, you know, touch them, hold them, hug them, um, see them, you know, share that kind of exchange um, is just so crucial for our bodies and for our nervous systems. And that connection piece truly is everything, being able to connect to your heart, connect to the earth, connect to God and connect to, you know, our fellow, um, brothers and sisters here on this earth, you know, just so much is, is given to us through those exchanges. So, so really making sure that you're prioritizing those real life moments, um, in your everyday and giving yourself the permission that it's okay to slow down, to pause, to say, I need a break, or I need more time, or I need to step away. Even if it's just for like a couple hours or a few hours, you know, from the phone, from social media, from these distractions that we're bombarded with, you know, really every day of our life, just giving yourself that peace and that quiet, to really remember again, who you are when it's just you and God breathing together, because that is your ultimate truth. And you're not going to find that answer. Um, scrolling, (laughs) you're not going to find it when you're, when you're looking outside of you. So just coming back to that presence, um, that softening, that openness, um, and that spaciousness is really, really powerful. And again, I want to emphasize that this doesn't have to be for weeks, you know, like I'm doing, or, um, you know, even hours of your day, just prioritizing five minutes in your day. When you give yourself that time, when you give yourself, you know, that moment to just, to just be, to be with you. Um, so that's been a really critical piece. I've definitely noticed a huge, just physiological change in my body, um, from not being on social media. And, and many of you had asked me to, you know, how was I able to plan this and, and still run my business and be supported while being offline? Because I know, you know, myself included, many of us depend on social media, you know, 
to run our business, right. To continue our, um, leadership and our financial stability and all of those things. So I'm definitely not, not excluded from that. I'm really, um, praying and, and trying to receive the provision from God of how I get to shift my, my business to a bit of a more off social media model, because that's actually one of my values and, and really important to me. So that's something I'm kind of figuring out on the back end right now. Um, but I will say, you know, for months, I had known that this time was coming in which I would make the decision to be offline. You know, I've probably known this since like last December, and I even took a two week pause over the holidays, which I usually do just to reset my, my energy and my system and just clear my fields. Um, but then again, you know, it, through winter and spring, I knew that I had different, um, revenue intentions and different things that were already in the pipeline that I was, you know, going to be co-creating. So I didn't allow myself to take the break then. And again, it all happens when it's meant to happen. Um, but I, I just knew in the back of my mind, you know, okay, this is going to happen at some point and God, I trust that you will show me when this is meant to happen, when you want me to step away. Um, and when you want me to take this space. So I just kept praying on it and I just kept praying to God, you know, help me clear whatever is not allowing me to take this time away, help me to release, um, you know, what is kind of in the way of me taking this pause. And, and I was just finally open to the provision that was being provided. And a lot of it came through in really unexpected ways. So it was probably in, I think in March that I knew that by June, I would want to take a significant pause from my business because I knew this rebirth was coming. I was already starting to get a lot of the downloads about it, a lot of the insights about it, you know, a lot of the intentions around it. Um, but I knew that I, I needed to take some significant space, whether that was a month or two months or a few weeks or whatever it was. And, and at that time, you know, I knew that that space wasn't exactly completely available. You know, I was still running my gather mind group, still working with, you know, a handful of clients, um, doing some corporate consulting, you know, all these things are aspects of my business, but I felt probably by June, I would be able to release some of these contracts and offer myself space. Typically in the summer, I do give myself a little bit of space. I slow down typically by the end of June through like the beginning to middle of August. Um, and then I typically open my fields, um, to expand its capacity, to hold more in my business and leadership, like mid August on. Um, so this, this generally just is a season that I honor in my business. And again, your business also has its own divine seasons and you get to really look at, you know, I, I kind of create this like circular map of my business, um, every year to help me organize and clarify the different quarters and seasons of my business. That's part of the masculine provision that supports me, but also still gives a lot of room for fluidity and space and for things to shift and change. But even at the beginning of the year, when I created this map, you know, basically through June and July was, you know, just, just offering myself led stuff, um, wrapping up clients and not really taking on new clients until August. 
August. Um, so I, I knew that. So I said, okay, God, that must be the time that you want me to do this. And then I also knew that, you know, maybe I would want another, another revenue and income stream to support me as I was taking some time away. So it was in March, which is a part of the year in which I was honestly, um, I don't know if I was depressed, but I was definitely feeling a little bit burnt out. Um, I knew again that this pivot was, was wanting to come. It just wasn't fully alive yet. And I had recently moved to Denver last fall. I've shared that with some of you guys to live with my partner, which, you know, I love living with him, but it was a huge change for me to move here from, you know, being about an hour away where I used to live in Colorado Springs, where I had a beautiful community. I was, you know, constantly around a lot of incredible women. I had daily walks with friends. I could like hike out my back door. Um, yeah, it was just a really beautiful time, um, in my life. And a huge part of that was, you know, me living alone, um, for a little over two years and, and getting to know myself deeper in that way during that time. And then moving to Denver, you know, coming to a place where I had no friends, um, hiking is, is a little ways away. You have to plan it out a lot more than I used to. Um, and it's in a city, which just is not my, my favorite environment. So I wasn't getting that, that connection, like I was down in the Springs. So I had realized to in March, I was just feeling really isolated and my partner works during the day. So I'm, I'm typically home here by myself, just working on my business. And I'd also really witnessed at that point that I was just letting my business consume me, you know, all of my energy, you know, that I had was, was going into that realm and, and not exactly like fulfilling me in the way that it used to. So during that time, I said, you know what? I need to get out of my house. I need to go do something that's like totally different than my business. And, and I need to be around people or even children, something to, to shift my energy and allow my creativity, creativity to flow in a different way. So, you know, I have a degree as an occupational therapist. I worked as a therapist for over 10 years. You know, that would have been like an easy place to go back to and say, okay, I'll just pick up like a per diem job and I can get out of my house and like, you know, be in a different environment, um, or do some home health visits, whatever. But, I honestly did not want to deal with insurance. I didn't want to deal with any, um, regulations, you know, legalities, um, especially in healthcare right now. And, um, and I knew that most jobs like that don't just let you be like, Oh, I just want like, you know, 10 hours or something. They're typically like, Oh, well, we need you to, you know, really say you can do like 20 hours or whatever, which, which I knew that was going to be too much time out of my week. So, so I was like brainstorming. I was like, what else could I do? And I was like, well, I love kids. I love being around children. That's who I worked with for over 10 years as a therapist. I love kids energy. I love how they make me feel and bring me back into the realm of play and joy and curiosity and wonder and fun and just like aliveness. So, so I literally was like, you know what, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a nannying job and I'm going to see if there's a family that feels super aligned to what I want 
And that can like meet me at the rate that I desire. And that just feels like a really good fit. And I prayed to God about it. And then I also took action because it's part of provision, you know, not just leaning back, you're also listening and, and taking some action from the messages and provision that you're receiving. And, um, and I did, and I found this beautiful family, um, these two adorable kiddos, um, that I got to be with twice a week. And, and, you know, it's like at the time I didn't even, I was laughing with my partner because I was like stressed about money at the time because my business income had, you know, shifted from these like 10 to 15 K months down to like four to six K months, which was still unbelievable. I mean, it's still huge celebration, beautiful, but I wasn't having the overflow that I was used to. And, you know, it's not that I was really looking to need to supplement my income, but I just wanted it to flow in through a different channel and take some pressure off of the necessity of income to come through my business and allow it to come through another stream. So it, it just worked out divinely. And this family's amazing. And I've had so much fun, um, being around these two kids, but having, you know, that support on the side also has helped me say, all right, I can step away from social media. I can give a little bit more space for my, my business to breathe and for this rebirth, um, to happen. So I also want to be a reminder that, you know, don't feel ashamed as a business owner. If you need to supplement income, if you need to find something on the side to support you, I, I mean, for two years, I, I didn't, I went all into my business and it was wildly successful, but again, there's different seasons in which we get to be supported and provided for in different ways. So I just want to release any stigma and any shame to any business owner who feels like, you know, maybe they're not really a business owner because they're building their business while they still are working their nine to five or have a contracting job or whatever, you know, it's more about is the other thing in alignment with my values and does it also give me maybe another creative outlet and does it fuel me in some way? Or can I just appreciate that it gives me the stability that I need as I grow this other thing to become more stable and secure? So I just want really to be a permission slip here because I know that a lot of women, especially ones that have come to me, have felt shame around this, um, shame around, you know, having another job while they're growing their business. So I just want to completely dismantle that because your safety is a priority and your business is never going to thrive unless you have foundational safety. And part of that is finances, the ability to pay your bills. And I actually think for a lot of women, you know, this is just my experience of working with women. I actually think for a lot of women, it's highly dysregulating in the nervous system to just go all in to your business and having to depend on that. You know, that was the path that God presented to me and, you know, it was divine and it was meant to be in that way, but that is not the path for everyone. So I just want to be like wildly clear about that because I'm not into all the jargon of just like taking the leap and like take out all these loans and max out your credit cards to make it happen. Like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm into you creating and co-creating a plan with God that feels supportive and safe and nurturing for your system, which doesn't mean there won't be risk and there won't be moments of discomfort, but your safety gets to ride 
you know, with you in those moments, your safety does not need to be compromised to start or sustain your business. So I just wanted that to be blatantly clear because that's something I've been very, very passionate um, about speaking on with other women in my, in my fields and in this community. So, so that was provision that I received. And then, you know, there is a couple other things that had happened through the spring. Um, one of them being, you know, selling my car because my, my partner has an extra car. So we now share kind of the, the second car, um, which has been really beautiful. And, and then unfortunately, you know, this is provision I, I wouldn't have prayed for, but you know, this was the reality of what happened. My, you know, my papa had died last year and my sweet Nana died this past year and they left, you know, my brother, my sister and I with, you know, not a large, but a small, um, inheritance. So again, these were things that were totally unexpected, but because I trusted God and I held so much faith, you know, in this support. And I knew that the support would be provided that, that it was, it was provided through these unexpected channels for me to be able to say, okay, thank you. I'm so gracious for this. And now, you know, I can take a little bit of this, this space for myself and I still have clients. I still see a few people. I'm wrapping up all of my containers at the end of, of June at the end of this month. Um, but you know, I still also had, you know, client, client revenue and revenue for my self-paced courses. Um, again, because I've set up systems in my business to help sustain me, even when I step away, my business isn't going to crumble. And that's something that, again, I put time, energy, and presence into for two years, um, to create that frame. And really that frame is, is the divine masculine, right? And I had to learn how to feel supported in that. So again, this is a, a huge reason why, um, really healing our relationship with the masculine, especially through God and healing our father wounds is really important in our businesses. And I'll be talking way more about this in the future, but you know, that's the framework to really hold the beingness, the creativity of, of your feminine, because what I see a lot is women completely resist that frame. And they're just like flowing in the chaos field and lacking structure and clarity and systems to support them. Or I see women, you know, trying to be masculine and, and working from that place of hustle and force and like, over systemizing and, and just so much control. Right. So, so this is a, is a big piece to unravel. And I'll be talking a lot more about this in the future, but I'm immensely grateful for my relationship with God, because that is my masculine frame in my life in my leadership and in my business, um, that has really provided me this beautiful support to be able to take this time in these pauses, um, and that's something I'm just, I'm really wildly passionate about teaching and guiding other women, um, into really restoring their feminine essence through reconciling their relationship with God in the masculine. Because to me, this has been the most critical piece in running a business or having leadership that feels sustainable and expansive and, and also really, um, just harmonized, um, you know, and, and I'll go more into that in the future, but, but that provision 
was there. And, and again, to receive provision, right. To receive direction, you have to be clear on what it is that you actually desire, right? Clear questions receive clear answers. So this whole time I was just asking God, you know, God reveal to me what I get to change to support this decision, this pause. Um, I'm open to the provision that you're going to provide me. God, please show me the provision that, that you have for me to make this financially possible, um, at this time and season. And then again, you have to be able to receive, right? So a provision is a, is a process from, from destiny or from desire to the destiny. It's, it's, it's a series of steps. It doesn't happen overnight. So it does require a lot of patience, a lot of openness, a lot of vulnerability and, and a lot of faith. Um, and again, I'll do another episode just on provision and receiving provision from the masculine at some point soon. I have a whole, um, series that I'm going to be sharing in the near future on, on healing the masculine healing your relationship with the masculine and healing your relationship with God and how all of these things play into that. Um, but provision will be provided. Um, so long as you trust and hold faith, um, I'm very certain of that. So, yeah, so that was honestly kind of, kind of the, the bulk of what's been coming up, what I've been feeling, um, what I've been moving through and, And, you know, a big thing that I've just been thinking about a lot, um, as I've stepped away, you know, and this is something that I've thought a lot about over the last couple of years, but I've really just been coming to remember, you know, in this question about purpose and I know purpose is so buzzy (laughs) it's like, everyone's always talking about, you know, find your purpose and you got to know your purpose and, and all the things, right. And I just keep thinking, you know, what if our ultimate purpose truly is to just co-create beauty on this earth and bring love where it hasn't gone before? What if it's as simple as that? And simplicity was another word that's come up a lot for me in these past couple of weeks. Um, And I think too, you know, when you're in a space of being overwhelmed or feeling burned out or, you know, in this death cycle process, you know, simplicity is, is key. And you really get to go back to your roots. You get to go back to the simple things that bring you joy. You get to really clear all the chaos and the muck that might be surrounding you and just go back to the foundation and ask yourself, how can I simplify and ask God, you know, how can God help you simplify your life, right. So that you can receive the clarity that's wanting to come through. And, and part of that, you know, has been just this real inquiry about, about beauty and, and love and just me feeling like this is really our ultimate purpose on earth is to create beauty and, and bring love. And again, that doesn't need to be happening online on social media. Again, you know, the, the, major beauty that you create in your life or the love that you share is in those moments of 
good service that no one else is ever going to see. It's in these conversations that no one else is ever going to hear. It's in, you know, the eye contact that you make with a stranger, the smile that you give to someone passing on the street, you know, the groceries that you, you know, feel called to buy at the store to distribute to, you know, the people experiencing homelessness, you know, down the street from you. It's in these small moments that that love is, is most felt. Um, so I just want that to be a reminder for all of you, where can you bring more love today and, and let that love be offline. Um, cause that's really how we're changing the world. So I hope that you receive something from this. I hope that you, um, yeah, felt supported in this conversation, maybe just not alone. And <laughs> maybe you got a little, a little permission slip here. Um, but I'm just really happy to always share my heart and take you on, you know, pieces of my own journey in hopes that it inspires and supports you in some way. Um, and if you do desire to be more deeply supported, I am opening two spaces for one-on-one -on -one mentorship in August. Um, I will be sharing more details about that soon, but if you are curious and you want to receive those details and start a conversation, you can always um, email me or you can apply using the link below that's here in the show notes. And very soon, um, I'm not exactly sure when, but um, I think in the next couple weeks or so, um, I will be announcing the new name of, of this community. I don't know how quickly the podcast will change, but my, my community is going to be, is going to be changing. Um, and I'll be sharing with you just more of the essence and values and energy of the space that's to come. I don't think it's going to surprise any of you given the direction of many of my conversations in these past few months, but it's going to be a really beautiful place for, you know, whoever wants to land, um, in this field of faith with me to really land and to feel seen and to feel held and to reestablish and reconcile their relationship with the creator, with the most high, um, and to really walk this path of the heart in your life in your relationships in your leadership and in your business. So more to come on that. Um, I can't wait. And we still have a couple more really expansive episodes for this season. So you can keep finding me here. And again, if this resonated, please share it with anyone that you feel would benefit. And I always appreciate your likes and your ratings and your reviews on any podcast platform. Um, it really helps to spread these conversations and these messages. So, um, I, it just, it makes my heart so full, um, when I get to receive that grace, um, from you in that way. So again, I'm sending you so much love, have a beautiful rest of your day, and I will see you next time.